We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hello lovers, welcome to Unveiled. I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And we're here to spill the tea on the big wide world of weddings. Get ready for love stories, epic fails, and enough gossip to make your grandma blush. Whether you're planning or just here for the laughs, this is Unveiled. 90% love, 10% chaos, and 100% good vibes. Let's dive in. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Luce. I feel like we should be going jingle bells, jingle bells, No, jingle. no. We're not that podcast, are we? <laughs> It's Christmas. You have no festive cheer. I, I do. No, you don't. You're either <laughs> Eddie and his sentimental value is... I mean, you make such an incredible videographer who creates such sentimental memories for couples, yet your sentimental value is like... No, I like... I've, uh, yeah. Your I'm mum in, would agree with No, them. I'm into sentimental value. I'm just not into Christmas carols that much, that's yeah. all. Well, Huddy loves them. Yeah, he Our does. Our two-year-old yeah. loves to sing. He sure does. And he loves, <laughs> he loves Christmas carols. Anyway, how are you? Really good. It's I've had – we had our last wedding on the weekend and now we've got – week and a half off so mm, it feels nice. like nice i've got my nice. last wedding for 2023 tomorrow yeah so mm. yeah looking forward to having a break yeah so i thought maybe just before we get into today's episode we could chat about what we are bringing in for 2024 we're not going to talk about the outs because we want to keep it on a positive note mm-hmm. um but i also wanted to just discuss <laughs> This article I saw on Pedestrian TV mm-hmm. about, they titled it The Groom's Short and Shit Vows. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. So how many, I mean, vows are whether you write them yourself or you do the traditional ones. Either way, they are usually nine times out of ten super beautiful. Mm. So there's this video, I don't know if you've seen it, going around. It, I think it went out on TikTok and it was like, how not to do your vows. Basically, this groom's turned around and all he's said is, I promise to smack that every chance I get. No. And then he goes, booyah. And then he goes, and that's all I got. The celebrant has turned around and gone, are you serious? Oh, you're, you're leaving with that? You're, and he goes, we've made it this far. And just that's... Really? That is what he said in his vows. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure. How'd that go down? Crickets. And <laughs> I think she was a little bit like... I just immediately think of the parents in the front row. Of yeah. The, <laughs> the ceremony. Have you seen any really bad No, vows? because no. the... Well, in our experience, I didn't realise this until we got married ourselves, but I would assume that majority of celebrants would actually yes. screen the vows before. Because True. one thing that our celebrant said to us, Claire Belford, was... Even just if, if I decide to write one page and you write four pages, mm. just that alone, it needs to be similar. Yeah. So I, I would mean, hope that well, celebrants are screening didn't. people's vows so <laughs> this, this stuff doesn't happen because also... He was you, as shook as the audience was, one, I think. One person might be writing a comedy yes. skit and the other person's going super deep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm I hoping think, that wouldn't happen. Well, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up because A, it's disgusting what he did, but... Also, B, I think couples can rest assured that 
you know, when you are going into your vow writing, if you do choose to do the personal vows, you will have that guidance from your mm. celebrant. I know that, um, shout out to Lauren and Reese who have, who are Hungry Hearts. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they've just released a, a vow guide, which is such an unreal idea. I don't know if it's whether you purchase it or um, it's something that you can download, but yeah, shout out to them. I just noticed that they've just done a, a vow guide, which is epic because I remember when you and I were going into ours and I just remember thinking, oh my God, I have, I'm going to write a paragraph and Eddie's going to write a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but Claire was amazing. She was great. Um, and what are you bringing in for 2024? Exciting. Personally or on a work front? No, no. Let's make this, it's a, almost like a New Year's resolution. New Year's what resolution. would you like to do more of or bring in more of in 2024? Speak properly because you always <laughs> into me that I can't talk properly. And chew, try not to chew loudly because <laughs> they're two things. That's impossible. And it sounds like you're doing that for me, not for yourself. <laughs> I knew you needed more time to think about this. Yeah, what about you? I'm going to bring in... I'm going to bring in mindfulness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, rude. Well, no. I actually had... I'm going to try and give myself more permission to slow down. Yeah. And just like do things that actually nourish my body. And I think I get caught up in which I think we all do is that whole comparison game and just sort of try and really so it probably comes down to less screen time and more just slowing down and yeah focusing inward rather than what works for that person may not work for me Mm. so it's I want to do more of that yeah love that yeah Yeah. cool and on today's episode yours was shit I know (laughs) (laughs) Just because, no, mine were good. Anyway, on today's episode, we have got a lovely bride that is also recently in the industry. She does a whole bunch of stationery. So, Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. She's the founder of Sophie Waddell Studio, which is like a multidisciplinary creative studio. She offers an array of services, a lot that are intertwined within the wedding industry. But she actually hadn't launched her business, which she touches on until after her wedding planning journey. Yeah. But her wedding, which we actually didn't realise was a, yeah, it was a COVID interruption, the initial plan, and then they had to recreate and restructure a whole new wedding day. This interview is great because it gives us, well, it's kind of taken us back to that sort of COVID era, which was so hard for so many, but it's really, I don't know, for me, I was, it really reiterated to me what COVID did on a, positive scale as well yeah what about for you yeah and it was we will get into it in, in the interview but basically she had to cancel her wedding two days out from the wedding which yeah, is brutal. anyone that it's planned a wedding is that it's just absolutely heartbreaking but at towards the end of the interview she says she has no regrets on the way things panned out so it's so I basically guess it's, you don't need to listen to the interview anymore <laughs> because eddie just gave the whole thing away <laughs> uh but no there's a there's a, a a, a lot of amount. good yeah. advice in there and it's um it's refreshing to hear some of the comments that she made. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit how you and your partner met and did the engagement come as a surprise at all? Yeah, so Tom, my husband and I met back in 2012 and at the time I was living at home at my parents' house still and they 
decided to go on holiday and naturally as you do you have a party at your parents house and so I met him through a friend of a friend yeah when I was having some people over and sort of the rest was history from there we were together ever since so the engagement it was a surprise like the moment was such a surprise but we'd obviously chatted about it together about getting engaged so I knew it would be on the horizon at some point but the moment was like the perfect surprise so Mm. we were just getting ready at home to go out for dinner and then he proposed in the kitchen um, right before we were going out yeah so it was beautiful and then the next day I was having a birthday lunch like a, a long lunch with friends so the next day sort of turned into a bit of an engagement celebration so that was perfect Oh, see, sometimes I find those stories, like I often find those stories just as like mm. beautiful and touching yep. as like the big, big, you yeah. know, proposals. Yep. I just think that yep. they're so special. Yeah, I loved like the intimacy of just being at home in the kitchen, in our house. And then the next day was sort of the big thing for us. There was sort of, you know, 30 of us having a long lunch and that's very us as well. So in hindsight, that was so perfect, being able to celebrate with everyone the next day. Yeah. And I'd sort of organised, it was like I'd organised my own engagement party in a way. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> Tom's like, yes, she's done yeah. it. I don't have to do anything else. Exactly. Well planned. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. Soph, you're the founder and creative mastermind behind Sophie Waddell Studio which services include brand and web design, hand lettering, event and floral design, styling and a lot more it's so your work is superb did oh, your you. expertise in these areas make your wedding planning journey easier or harder so I didn't actually start the business until about early 2021 but starting the business had been on my mind for so long beforehand including when I was going through the wedding planning processes but I had a lot of sort of creative interests so obviously the business services are quite varied and I kept thinking that I had to sort of choose one niche and double down on that to get started. So I hadn't actually started the business, but I was very much in that headspace. So to answer your question, I think, yes, it probably did. I just largely knew exactly what I wanted, um, what I liked and what I didn't like Mm. and just had a lot of thoughts about, you know, the way we wanted it to look and feel. But we engaged Tiffany Keel, who's a Perth-based stylist and wedding planner, and she was amazing. She really took the reins but also let me be really involved, which I really enjoyed. So as we touched on before we got started, because this was our second wedding plan because of COVID, by this point I had already planned an entire wedding for like a year and a half for our first wedding. So by this point, I was very over the logistics of planning mm-hmm. um, a wedding. So my interest in like the the planning and the logistics side was very much dying out. So having Tiff was incredible because she really took the reins um, and we really clicked. It was funny because I knew she was the right planner and stylist for us when I said to her that I was envisioning having our wedding down 
my parents' driveway on one long table. And she was like, yes, amazing, love it. And oh I was like, God, right, <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, so she was amazing. And, yeah, it was really enjoyable in that regard. Oh, that's having so nice. that interest in all of that. And yeah, because often it can take oh, – like. It, like it can almost work as a disservice sometimes being, you know, and as you mentioned, like your studio offers such a range of incredible services, all of which pretty much can tie into the wedding industry. So it can sometimes be a little bit like, should I do everything or should I outsource everything or, you know, but it sounds like you found the perfect balance. Yeah, that's it. And I think... um obviously because of sort of the hiccups we had with COVID, with mm. wedding planning, by that point I was loving having someone really take control yeah. um, for us. So, no, she was amazing. And just for the listeners – sorry, I don't yeah. keep cutting you off. No, just I was going to say – Just for the listeners' reference, yeah. let's just mention that so yeah. Soph's initial wedding was, was – the Yeah, 20th of March 2020, 20. which is literally I think – COVID lockdown started the 23rd of March, didn't they? So that was the yes. weekend prior. Yeah. So interested then, to know, did you uh, – how far out did you have to can the wedding? So uh, two days before. Oh, my so, goodness. Oh, my yeah, so goodness. That's it uh, was It was wild because in hindsight, we sort of like – we obviously know how it all went now, but at the time, so sort of like two to three weeks out, it – was getting a little bit touch and go and we kept thinking, no, no, we'll push on, we'll push on. But, at, you know, from about the 10th of March, there were other countries sort of like going into lockdowns mm. and we were thinking, what is going on? And very much so like 10 days to a week out was getting a little bit nerve wracking. Like the news was just like all COVID. And then the weekend before we thought, right, no, we we can still go ahead, let's do it, and we'll take all the precautions, etc. And then it got to about our wedding was on the Friday and it got to the Tuesday. And by this point, I think Sydney was sort of very much not doing weddings and there was mm. lots of chatter about that. So, yeah, it got to the Wednesday and <sighs> cancelled. But it was very touch and go because we had a lot of furniture hire in Perth and our wedding was actually three hours south of Perth in yelling up. Yeah. And so we had our like furniture hire companies being like, are we driving down? What are we doing? So yeah, it was a very weird time. Yeah. Um, and we tried to reschedule, reschedule that exact same wedding. So that was about 150 people down south, big marquee wedding in this beautiful garden. And we tried to reschedule and then, of course, like as we know, there was so many lockdowns and people couldn't fly in. And so we ended up cancelling that wedding plan and we threw around a few ideas. So we thought, oh, we'll elope or we might just do family. And then what we landed on was what we ended up doing, which was just 60 of our closest friends at my parents' house so that we weren't sort of dictated by venues yes. and any of their restrictions. Yes, um so yeah it's it's crazy to think about because we loved the wedding that we ultimately ended up having and we often think about what our original wedding plan would have been like because we got so close um and then our second wedding plan was such a different setup and a different plan but ultimately ended up being yeah so beautiful and so special so yeah 
very interesting. <laughs> yeah, and you're saying offline that you've got a little one now. So was yes. was was he Lily, or she Lily. she involved in the in the second wedding? Was no, so, no, no, she wasn't around. So our first wedding was twentieth of March, twenty twenty, and then our second or our ultimately our wedding ends up being the eighteenth of December, twenty twenty. So. Interestingly, there was still a little bit of restrictions for COVID yes. at that time. Like some friends, we had a lot of friends coming from Sydney and they just made it in time with some sort of restrictions about having to isolate and whatnot. So yeah, it ended up all working out great, but it was a bit of a, a bit of a roller coaster to get there. Definitely kept everyone on their toes, didn't it? It was mm-hmm. such a yeah. interesting Absolutely. Time. I remember the WA government like kept everyone out for it. For yeah. A bit. Yes. They were like, anyone that's not from here, you're not coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which was which made everything so difficult because and a lot of my friends were wedding planning at the same time and a lot of our friends live over east. We've got friends overseas. So that made everything just that little bit harder. Mm. God, it's weird to reflect on it now. It seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? I know. It was such a different time. Uh, I'm glad you guys got it in like in the same year though. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So no, it all worked it, it all worked out well. In yeah, it, do, it definitely sounds like it did. And from the photos I've seen, it looked absolutely stunning. So Oh, thank you. Yeah. With hand lettering being mm-hmm. one of your specialties and sort of tying in or from a DIY perspective, mm. how much involvement did you personally have with the elements such as like your de- your decor? So we, uh, I basically outsourced everything. So I had Kiff Keel who was doing all of the styling, all of the logistics. And then for stationery, we had Sammy Pauly and he had his beautiful calligraphy for our menus, which I absolutely loved. But I was sort of involved with Tiff in selecting our glassware and our plates and she was amazing because she'd bring over all of our linen selections, our plates, and we'd mock everything up together. Yeah, beautiful. Which was amazing. So, yeah, it was actually really great to be so involved in everything. Yeah, yeah. And your beautiful, beautiful gown. Yeah. So I think when I saw your photos initially and what really sort of got me to reach out after I'd seen your creative work was there was one photo of you and it was the dress blowing. I think you're walk- oh. it looks like you're walking across a tennis court. Is that right? Yeah, we yeah. are. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. yeah, it was so, so beautiful. So what drew you to pick that particular gown and work with Jess? Yeah, so interestingly, I really didn't enjoy the the wedding dress hunt initially. <laughs> it's um, not because, weird. It's not weird yeah, that you didn't, yeah. It was, yeah, I just didn't enjoy it that much at the start because in, in Perth we don't have sort of as large a range as, you know, Sydney and Melbourne, for example, So I had tried on a few things in Perth and I I just wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go to, but I had seen Jess's um, loving Portofino gown on Instagram and I was, it was the one thing that I was like, I just love it. So I decided to make a little trip out of it and go to Sydney and I had basically just had one appointment at J. Andreata with Jess and that was that. I sort of, we locked it in then and there, to be honest. And from there, it was amazing. Jess was just so beautiful to work with. And the appointment was, it just felt so good. 
and I sort of knew what I wanted from there. So we, it was basically, a, it was a custom gown, but it was based on the Love and Portofino mm. dress, which is sort of like now an iconic J. Andriata. It is very iconic. Dress, yeah. yeah, dress style. And so from there I had a few fittings and I would fly over to Sydney with mum and do a few fittings and then, yeah, that was that. So it was great. It was it was it became a very easy process once I'd been to Jess and locked that in. Yeah, we've only heard amazing things from yeah gorgeous brides who have worked with Jess. Yeah, and it just that whole process has sounded seamless. And once you go in, you don't really you don't really go back go, to anything. That, else. Honestly, that that was how it went, and the the appointment was really personal. And Jess is just so lovely and so easy to work with that everything felt really seamless, as you say. Yeah, Good. that's really nice yeah, well, and really important for Refreshing to, to hear that because we've heard from other brides that they've had the exact opposite experience. Mm. So it's yeah, yes. good that you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know I had a, an, an opposite experience somewhere in Perth and that I sort of was a little bit disheartened mm. after that. But no, after going to Jess, it was... It couldn't have been easier, really. Good. Shout out to Jess. And you've yeah. already <laughs> touched on some of the difficult things you faced in terms of COVID and planning your wedding. Yeah. But was there anything else that, that, that challenges that arose and keen to hear how you overcame those? Honestly, it was really just the 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 lockdown COVID experience of the first wedding. It, that was that was really challenging, actually, and there were so many challenging aspects to that because, for example, I've got two brothers that live overseas, so I vividly remember um, when they were, you know, one of them was actually in Sweden at the airport ready to fly out and then got the news that he wouldn't be able to basically come into Australia. So things like that were devastating, and even with our second wedding, plan two of my brothers who are overseas still couldn't come because of our lockdowns um yeah so there was it was basically all the little you know hiccups Mm. dictated by COVID and and restrictions from the WA government that um gave us the most challenges but other than that once we had sort of cancelled our first wedding and then you know made a plan for the second and engaged TIFF it was very it was quite seamless actually and shout out to Tiff because she did it all in such a short time frame because we had to sort of pivot really quickly and we once we come up with this plan we thought yeah let's just do it i think we planned it about 3 months out and so yeah yeah other than the covid challenges everything after that went quite smoothly so we were lucky in that regard you don't deserve to have any more hiccups if you were a couple that had to face COVID honestly my heart still aches for couples that face that it's like you know how they say when you go through a breakup and you have like the five stages of like (laughs) the grief so it's like you're sad and then you're angry and then you're like just like you know it's just it's it was such a devastating time and to hear that you couldn't even have your brothers there it's just like it's so sad yeah and it's funny because I've had girlfriends that have got married since and they say, like, after their wedding, they're like, I can't believe you cancelled that full wedding with mm. a year and a half of planning two days out. Like, you yeah. know, they're like, I didn't get it, but now I do. Yes. Um, 
when you know how much time and energy and effort goes into planning a wedding it's just it's crush absolutely crushing if if you know you know yeah and this leads us well into the next question because obviously Mm. your photos and I don't know if you guys had video but you know they're your memories and they're your they're the things that you get to pass on to in your case those people that weren't there it would have been really really important so as a creative director and having such a keen eye for you know the visual storytelling element how did you go about selecting your vendors for the day yeah so touching on what you just said so for our initial wedding we actually didn't have a videographer planned because I was really focused on the photography. So I thought we won't do a videographer. But then, of course, with the second plan, with so many people not being able to attend, that then became this very important vendor that we needed. So for our videographer, we chose Nat from Auburn Hour, who I am just obsessed with all of her videography. And now having those memories captured Mm. in video is, like, absolutely priceless. So... She was one of the really important vendors that we had for our second plan. And Tennille Cable, who's our photographer, we had for our initial wedding plan as well. And she was one of those vendors that from the outset we knew we really wanted. Mm. Um, I loved her editorial style of her photography. So that that was probably the first vendor that we chose. And then... Choosing Tiff as our stylist and planner was a really integral one. And again, I knew Tiff would be the person that would be able to sort of pull off what we what we were envisioning. Mm. And then other than that, another key vendor was Sammy Pauly, our stationery designer, and then Hyder and Shears, who are our caterers and a Perth-based catering company. And they were really important as well, just because by the time we were planning this completely different wedding with 60 people, there were so many things that we could do different to our first wedding. Mm. So with our catering and our food and beverage choices, we decided to really sort of splash out on beautiful wines that were special to us. And with the catering, we decided to do something different and do, you know, vongolet pasta instead of doing like an alternative meat fish drop uh, yeah. that you might normally have at a wedding. So that was an important vendor to us. So it actually changed very much from our first wedding plan to our second wedding plan in that regard. How much How much did the headcount change, Soph, between the first plan and second plan? I know you said the second one was about 60. Yes, so our first was about 150. Yeah, wow, Um, wow. And so that was like a big marquee wedding. And then obviously once we cancelled that and decided to plan a new one, yeah, we had to keep it really small. And it ended up being a really beautiful number and it was all of our closest friends. And, yeah, it ended up being really beautiful and intimate and special. Yeah. Amazing. And did you just utilise things like Instagram and directories for your vendor yeah, selection? It, was it mainly? Yeah. yeah. It was, I, I'd probably say 100% Instagram, yeah. to be honest, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. which is a, a bit the way yeah. at the moment, isn't it? But, yeah, found everyone on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we find that the same. Luce and I get all of our inquiries. It's either via word of mouth or it's Instagram. It mm. seems yes. like that's where every everyone yeah. is. It's very slim to, like, anything yes. else. Yeah. 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 But, I'm exactly the same. I'm almost, yeah, 
almost a hundred percent of all of my clients come from, from Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And so what were the three most important elements to your day, do you think? Yeah, so I think firstly was the feel of the of the new wedding plan because we had to pivot to such a dramatically different wedding. We were both really focused on making sure we had all the right elements for a really fun wedding with lots of love and special touches. So having the wedding at my parents' house ended up just being such a godsend because we could do things a little differently, like, you know, the one long table down the driveway. I just, I hadn't really seen that done before and I loved that it was a little bit different. So I think that was really important to the feel. And then being able to sort of change up our food and beverage plan was another thing, you know, like we'd, we'd splash out on, our favourite wine, which ended up being just a really special touch for everyone and a really nice surprise and just being able to sort of have this different feel. It almost felt like it was like a restaurant vibe. We wanted it to feel like we're, everyone was just at dinner with all their best mates. Secondly was obviously all of our beautiful friends and family that were there and it was a small wedding which at the time Obviously, if you cast your mind back, you know, everyone was sort of doing big weddings because before COVID because we could. So it was, yeah, it was really special to have sort of just all of our best friends in the room for this sort of second wedding plan. And then the setup, just as an aside as well, doing something a bit different, the one long table and it being a home wedding, which now is so common, but at the time was not really done as much. So yeah, I think just making special moments of it all. Yeah. Yes, and it makes it even more special doing things that are a little bit outside the box because I think it was becoming a bit of a trend before COVID, but even more, even more so after that, you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah, the only, it's really the only exactly. solidified that. The only that. thing that you have to do is say those few words at the ceremony and sign the registry mm, and that's, that's about it. Other yeah. than that, you can do literally whatever you want. Mm. So it's nice that that's you did exactly that. exactly right. And we're getting a really good visual of it. But touching on your guest list I'm keen because um, a lot of couples have struggled with this but seeing as you almost cut your guest list by a third oh, it's so hard. was mm. there challenges in that or how yeah. did you I'm pretty keen to hear how you how, how you, you manage it. that because it can be very tricky yeah and you know what I'm sure I'm not alone in thinking that the guest list is almost that most stressful part, isn't Absolutely it? Absolutely. Sort of the so guest list and the seating chart. It's like, where do you put yes. it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, the seating chart. Yeah. Um, no, that was that was really hard, actually. And I would be lying if I said that didn't, like, you know, cause a lot of upset for me having to sort of plan a new wedding. I think, though, at the time, because our first wedding was – it was that first lockdown weekend – everyone just understood like just how awful that first scenario was cancelling two days out. And so we had, we had cancelled our, that whole wedding for a couple of months before we even planned a new one. So by the time we planned a new one, it was, it was a new plan and everyone understood. So it was one of those things that it definitely caused a little bit of upset. It was so disheartening not being able to have everyone there because my husband Tom and I are very much like more the merrier type of people and love a big celebration and have lots of beautiful friends. So that was very disheartening. But in the end, everyone was understanding and we had 
a lot of extended family at the first wedding plan and in the end we just had our immediate families for ultimately what was our wedding day so all of our family understood as well and we did separate celebrations so that was well that's good and you stayed true to you guys and that's the most important part you want to you put in this wedding on for for you know your guests but also you guys so Mm. you want to you know, be confident with your decisions. And you're right, people do understand it's, it is. They had to understand in that time. Yeah. 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 yeah you sort of had that a... in your back pocket of the, f- the first wedding. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that and other people didn't. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, I mean, if we were, if we were planning it now, there's no way we could just have 60 people. But at the time, a lot of people were doing these very small weddings just to be able to sort of get it through. So it was almost a, a little bit, the done thing in that COVID mm. time with lockdowns and restrictions. So in that regard, it all ended up being okay. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely challenging. Yeah. And looking back, you've, it's probably, what, it's three, three years now. Have you, would you have done anything differently? No. Do you know what? It's so funny because even as we were sitting there on our wedding night at this long table, it was like the most beautiful vibe. And I remember one of my girlfriends looked over to me. She was like, what? was your first like what was the other wedding because this is she (laughs) was like this is you and she was like this is you guys like you know it was funny because the day after we got engaged I had that long lunch at my parents house and there we were having our wedding day it was this long table at my parents Mm. house and it was it almost became this my parents' house was this place that it was almost like everyone knew the drill of what to expect. It was going to be like a long lunch vibe with, you know, beautiful wines and food and lots of fun and good music. So it ended up almost being more us than I think the first one may have been. So in that way, we were like, yeah, no regrets. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it would have been beautiful to have our first one, but the second one ended up being amazing. So, yeah, Mm, things work out maybe as they're supposed to. It's so nice to hear that, Soph. And it's so funny because we were actually talking to, we had a vendor on, Sammy, who's a florist not that long ago, and she kind of touched on, we were touching on, you know, like the things that ignite different senses that bring back memories for your wedding day and you know it kind of it stood out to me when you said about the wine and the the, you got to splash out on that a bit and made it something that was quite personal to you guys and I think you know what something COVID did do was kind of made couples kind of assess what was really important to them and it's like now you'll forever go to your parents house and know that like that long table in the driveway was something that will only be unique to you and Tom and your wedding day and you got to do the wines that were really beautiful to you guys you got to have the food that would just like you know and forever those people that were able to be there will always have that same beautiful sensation if they ever walk into that house and just go oh my god this is just it brings back so many special memories so I think it's really nice to hear you speak about it in a sense it's like you know it sucked but all of the amazing things that really truly came out of that and I think that's Mm -hmm. really special yeah it ended up being honestly just so special and I think you know there was so much love in the room because of that first cancelled plan everyone was just so excited that we'd got here 
And that was the day that we were finally getting to celebrate after getting so close the first time. Mm. And it was just such a, yeah, it was such a special day and night, as you say, all those touches that felt so us. And I like, yeah, just distinctly remember, remember my friend being like, this is you guys. I can't even believe this wasn't your plan A. Mm. Um, Because it really felt like us. And it was almost like full circle coming from the engagement celebration to this celebration. It was almost, it was almost the same people in the, the exact same people in the room um, for both celebrations. So yeah, obviously wasn't our plan A, but ended up being so special and really wouldn't, wouldn't change a lot. Amazing, Soph. Well, you've already shared some really amazing advice throughout the interview, but I would love if you could share any parting advice for those in the midst of currently planning their weddings. Sure. I think it's that cliche saying of just focus on the important parts. And I think if anything, what we learned from the whole experience of cancelling the first wedding two days before and then having to sort of completely reassess everything was, as you said, just picking out the really important points. Like in hindsight, I love that everyone got to drink our favourite wine, which was a really special wine, and, you know, eat the food that we love eating when we're on holiday and just having those special moments that actually really felt like us. I think with our first wedding, we got a little bit caught up in just sort of getting things done because it was such a big wedding and lots of planning. But the second one, it was like it almost made us reassess everything and just pick out what's important to us. And I think the end result, you could really feel all of those special moments and you could feel the love in the room and it just felt really right. And in hindsight, I do feel like that second wedding was more us. Um, So I think just sort of, yeah, staying true to what's important to you in planning and not getting swept up with all the other logistics and things that come with wedding planning yeah which there is a lot of so yeah thank you so much so that was a beautiful oh, thank you guys beautiful to chat about your wedding day as well and also on your pretty much three-year anniversary so oh um, thank you so much yeah really special thank you so much for your time thank you guys so much and honestly your work is absolutely divine oh, thank you